Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, placed right here in Spencer, Iowa, as it is finally, finally warming up, and we are seeing temperatures well above zero, and we're thawing out, thankfully, as we continue in our season of Lent. And this first Sunday in Lent is called Invocabit Sunday, or some may call it Invocavit Sunday. Coming from the intro with the first few words of, of us, or I should say our Lord, and then his church, crying out to the Father, invoking the Father on Invocavit Sunday. And this Sunday, our gospel comes from Matthew 4, and it is the temptation of Christ in the wilderness. And so this this introit, this Psalm 91, gives us a picture of what Christ is doing in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He is calling out to the Father, praying to him as he immerses himself in Scripture, Scripture alone, without any food, without any water, without any companionship there in the wilderness. And we'll also see that even though the temptations end in the wilderness as angels come to minister to Christ, Christ's ministry will continue in the wilderness of Jerusalem until he goes to the cross within the wilderness of this world and dies for our sins. That's coming up in our sermon here in just a bit. With that, we'll go ahead and begin our matin service this morning with the hymn, All Mankind Fell in Adam's Fall.
O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise to thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Christ, for our sakes, hath endured temptation and suffering. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. Christ, for our sakes, hath endured temptation and suffering. O come, let us worship him. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Because Thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, Thy habitation. There shall no evil befall Thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample underfoot. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. The Old Testament lesson for this first Sunday in Lent is written in the third chapter of Genesis, beginning at the first verse. Now the serpent was more subtle than any animal of the field which God had made. He said to the woman, Has God really said, 
You shall not eat of any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, but not the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat of it, you shall not touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You won't really die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. Then she gave some to her husband with her, and he ate it too. Their eyes were opened, and they both knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. They heard the Lord God's voice walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. The Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman, whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. The Lord God said to the woman, What have you done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all livestock and above every animal of the field. You shall go on your belly, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. You will bear children in pain. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you have listened to your wife's voice and have eaten from the tree, about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. The ground is cursed for your sake. You will eat from it with much labor all the days of your life. It will yield thorns and thistles to you, and you will eat the herb of the field. You will eat bread by the sweat of your face until you return to the ground, for you were taken out of it. For you are dust, and you shall return to dust. The man called his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of animal skins for Adam and for his wife, and clothed them. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. The epistle 
is written in the sixth chapter of the second epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the first verse. Brothers, working together, we entreat you also that you do not receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, At an acceptable time I listened to you. In a day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no occasion of stumbling in anything, that our service may not be blamed. But in everything, commending ourselves as servants of God, in great endurance, in inflictions, in hardships, in distresses, in beatings, in imprisonments, in riots, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, in pureness, in knowledge, in perseverance, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, in sincere love, in the word of truth, in the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by glory and honor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live, as punished and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. When he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was hungry afterward. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city. He set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they shall bear you up so that you don't dash your foot against a stone. Jesus again said to him, Again it is written, You shall not test the Lord your God. Again the devil took him to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He said to him, I will give you all of these things if you will fall down. And worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and you shall serve him only. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and served him. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, for he is gracious and merciful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, for he is gracious and merciful.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning we heard of the fall of Adam, and we often wonder, how could he have fallen? Here man and woman stood in the image of God. Upon them was the Spirit of God breathed into them. Around them was paradise with the most delectable foods. Beside them was the tree of life, and among them were the waters of the beautiful river that ran through the garden. Beneath them was all of creation over which they had dominion. And for them at that time, there was no labor in tending the ground. There was no pain in childbirth. There was only joy. Joy to be had in life and family and work. And yet, man desired the fruit of the forbidden tree in the lusts of his flesh. He took the word of God which gave him life and corrupted it by adding to it, claiming that God had told them to not eat from the tree and not to touch it. Then man rejected the spirit upon him by worshiping the serpent as he bowed down his head to eat the fruit. So that in paradise he embraced the lie of death over the truth of life, forsaking God. And with that, with Adam, all mankind, all of us, fell. This morning we also heard of the temptations against Christ, And we may also wonder, how did he not fall? Here our Lord stood in our flesh. Upon him was the Spirit descended upon him in baptism. Around him was nothing but wilderness. There was no food. Beside him were only rocks. Amidst him were no waters. Beneath him was desolation. There was no joy only suffering the heat of the day and the pains of hunger, thirst, and loneliness as he was surrounded by wild animals, as demons encircled him. Yet our Lord, amongst famishing hunger, didn't desire to use his divinity in selfishness to give himself bread to serve his own flesh. While left alone in the desert, he refused to let the word be corrupted by the devil. Having nothing in the wilderness, he desired not the kingdoms of this world with any of their glory. Instead, he rejected the lie of death and depended solely on God the Father for all things. For us, we're four days into Lent, and fasting for us has probably already been a struggle. You've probably struggled if you've missed one meal. Being in the scriptures daily, being in prayer daily, may already be a struggle. Four days in, as some of us have probably missed doing devotions and prayer for a day. And giving charitably instead of keeping all things for ourselves, that's probably been a struggle already four days in as well, because we want all that we have for ourselves. How then did our Lord, in our flesh, defeat the devil and all his temptations with having nothing, with fasting for 40 days? 
How is that possible when it is so impossible for us? In our gospel, Matthew tells us that right after Christ's baptism, our Lord was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. But the English translations, you see, they're much too mild here. They miss what Matthew is truly showing us. It's better to say that our Lord was offered up by the Spirit like a sacrifice into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Our Lord, you see, was here beginning his salvific work so that in our flesh, with the Spirit descending upon him according to our flesh, he was offered up by the Spirit to do what we could never do, to defeat the ancient foe that held us captive. What he did for 40 days and nights while fasting, well, the evangelists, they don't tell us. But our psalm, the introit, shed some light for us. Because he is the one who called to the Father in prayer. He is the one who dwelled in the shelter of the Most High by spending day and night in the wilderness inside the scriptures. Abiding in the shadow of the Almighty as he meditated on the scriptures in his heart. That's what he did while fasting. So that when the devil tempted him to turn stones into loaves of bread, the scriptures which had been written are what kept evil from befalling him. When the devil told him to jump, it was the scriptures which had been written that kept the word of God pure, so that instead of jumping, our Lord was treading on that roaring lion that was trying to devour him. When the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world, it was the scriptures which had been written that kept our Lord worshiping our Father in heaven alone. And instead, by doing this, our Lord was treading on that adder, and he began to put the head of this serpent under his heel. Man does not live by bread alone, said our Lord, as he for forty days and nights and through all temptations instead lived off every word that comes from the mouth of God. You shall not put, your, put the Lord your God to the test, is what he said, as he trusted the Father alone would provide for all that he needed, even as he was famished, in a trial which he alone, not us in any way, but he alone could endure. And he finishes with, you shall worship the Lord your God alone, which forced Satan to flee. And the Lord God is who our Lord alone served, even as angels attended and ministered to him at the end of the temptations. Because you see, our Lord gives us here a picture of his ministry. For the devil would continue to tempt him throughout Matthew's gospel through the Pharisees. Our Lord would continue to do his works through the wilderness of Jerusalem and this world as almost everyone rejected his gospel. Not only would he do these works through famine, thirst, and loneliness, but he'd also bring these works, do these works through death. Because the devil, working through the Jews and Gentiles, would tempt our Lord while having him betrayed, while he was arrested, mocked, blasphemed, put on trial, hung up on the cross. And how often... 
Throughout our Lord's passion, did the devil tempt our Lord to escape from suffering, maybe by lying about who he was while on trial, or, or by calling down legions of angels when he was arrested, or, or by tempting him to come down from the cross rather than suffer and die anymore. But our Lord, through his ministry and in his passion, continued as it was written for him. He continued as the suffering servant, as it is written, worshiping the Lord his God, serving only the Father, doing his will, even asking the cup of wrath to be passed from him. In serving the Father, he went to the cross, hanging there, becoming sin for us. Around him on the cross was the wilderness of wickedness, as Pharisees and Gentiles alike blasphemed him. Beside him in that wilderness, criminals mocked him, amidst him in that wilderness. There was only sour wine to drink. Beneath him in this wilderness, his mother and disciple, disciple were below him, crying at the sight of him. Upon him in this wilderness was the spirit which he gave up as he breathed his last. On the cross, just as in the wilderness, actually on the cross, he is in the wilderness. There, there was nothing but suffering, suffering with his stripes, pain of the nails, as demons circled about him like wild animals. And yet, on the cross, as the Lord hung there, he became the image of the love of the Father for us. Where on the cross in the wilderness of the world, our Lord erected the tree of life for all the world to see. On that cross from his side runs the beautiful river of his water and blood from his side. And below him, on this cross in the wilderness is the serpent's head crushed beneath his heel. As our Lord hung there, dead, left alone in the wilderness. Throughout it all, he refused to let the word be corrupted, to let the scriptures be twisted, desiring instead only the Father's will and our salvation trusting only the Father as he gave his life for the sins of the world. Our Lord suffered in the wilderness, not just in these 40 days, but all the way up to the cross, so that he may die there in the wilderness of this world for our sin. This is what you have been baptized into, his death and his victory. The guilt, the punishment, and the shame from the sin of the old man is gone in his death. The victory of the new man, of Christ, is yours as you rise from the waters. In baptism, you are united to Christ and his victory. You are made a part of his body. However, as it went for Christ, so it must be for his body. And you who are baptized, we just said, are a part of his body, the church. We are part of the church militant, the church still on earth. 
We are part of his body that remains in the wilderness of this world, which means that, yes, you, my dear Christian, whether you are a brand new catechumen, or whether you're part of the old Missouri faithful, you too must do battle with the ancient satanic foe, just as Christ did. Amidst this world, Satan attacks us constantly with temptations. And alongside it, the world offers no food that can strengthen you to withstand him. The world offers no drink that, you can, that can keep you alive amidst his fiery arrows. The world gives you no dominion which can control or, or escape him. Satan is a roaring lion. He has packs of wild animals, packs of demons that will attack you. That will attack you and try to force you back into the guilt, into the sin of the old Adam. So that as baptized Christians, instead of giving to those neighbors that are in need, he'll tempt you into using your means for maybe a nicer dinner for yourself, a bigger TV, a faster car that you don't need but things that will make you feel powerful. Or if you find yourself with only stones, he'll lead you to question if God truly is providing you that daily bread that he promised. The devil will use the world and blasphemers to tell you what the scriptures mean so that you will be bombarded with people saying that a loving God wouldn't create a hell, that he wouldn't condemn anyone to hell. The world will tell you that Jesus only loves and never judges. The world will tell you that Jesus never said anything about abortion or homosexuality or transsexuality so that, oh, you can't be against them. The world will tell you that Jesus is just one way to God among many, and they go on and on and on, twisting the scriptures for their own desires. And as they do, they'll tell you to jump, to fall away. The devil has all the glory of this world at his disposal to offer to you as he desires so that he can dangle whatever carrot he feel, feels would work against you. You know, if only you would apologize to the woke crowd and bow down to them for maybe a tweet you had several years ago. If only you would give up your confession of faith, or just a small part of it, so that you can keep getting that next paycheck, or maybe that next promotion. Just agree to what the company says about social justice issues. If only you would put down your fellow Christian and bow down to those who would call your fellow Christian a bigot for holding on to the scripture. Do this, receive this, just bow down. We, the body of Christ, we feel the attacks and the fiery arrows of the devil every day, if not every moment. It is relentless, and often we become tired. 
How then are we, the body of Christ, to remain alive in this desolate wilderness of the world? It seems impossible. We wonder how we as the body of Christ will do it. But the answer is really simple. We look to our victor, Christ crucified, who has already won this victory in the wilderness for us. You are baptized into the body of Christ, and that body of Christ is the shelter of the Most High. Baptized, you abide in the shadow of the cross. In the body of Christ, we have found our refuge, our fortress in this wilderness. Toward the end of our gospel, we read that in the wilderness, the angels, which is Greek or Hebrew for messengers, messengers were sent by the Father to minister to Christ. Likewise, in the wilderness of this world, messengers are sent by the Son, messengers in the form of his pastors, to minister to his body. So that here his angels, here his messengers are, are here among the body, the body of Christ. And their presence, whether the angels ministering to Christ in the wilderness or the pastors ministering to the body of Christ in the wilderness of this world, they are a sign that he is present. So that when you stumble in the wilderness, there you are brought by the messengers to the river of baptism, where in confession and absolution and practicing your baptism, you receive forgiveness from him who never stumbled. When you thirst, the messengers of Christ bring you to the eternal spring of the word in preaching and teaching of what has been written, which is the only way your thirst will be quenched. So that when you are famished and hungry, when you are tired, you may come to this altar and pluck from the tree of life the most delectable food, his body and blood, for you to eat and drink, so that you may be strengthened until the last day, so that when the devil offers us all the glory of this world, we can reject it in living lives of repentance faithful to the scriptures, because in the word and sacraments, the glory of Christ is ours right now. The glory of Christ, which was seen when the Father raised him after three days, because he heard him crying from the cross, just as the Father heard him crying in the wilderness. The glory of Christ, which is ours in baptism, so that we hold in our possession right now the hope of the resurrection where we will be raised just like him, where in the glory of his resurrection, we will be taken out of the wilderness of this world and placed into the even greater paradise of the new heavens and the new earth, where there will be no labor, no sweat of the brow, no pain, no suffering, only joy. As Christ stands in this paradise, sharing dominion and authority over the new creation with his bride, us, the church, 
for all eternity. Watch in this 40-day journey of Lent how he will make all things new in his Easter victory, which will soon come on Easter morning. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue with the creed and the prayer. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O Lord, mercifully hear our prayer, and stretch forth the right hand of your majesty to defend us from them that rise up against us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us. Spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord. From all sin, good Lord, deliver us. From all error, good Lord, deliver us. From all evil, good Lord, deliver us. From the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death, good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, Help us, good Lord, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death, and in the day of judgment. Help us, good Lord. We, poor sinners, implore you to hear us, O Lord. To rule and govern your holy Christian church, we implore you to hear us, good Lord. To preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your word and in holiness of life. To put an end to all schisms and causes of offense. To bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, 
to accompany your word with your spirit and grace, to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to give all nations peace and concord, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our President Joseph and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to preserve all women in the perils of childbirth, to increase the happiness of all mothers with infant children in their blessings, to defend and provide for all fatherless children and widows, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and those innocently imprisoned, and to have mercy upon all men. We implore you to hear us, good Lord to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins, do not reward us according to our iniquities. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you desire not the death of a sinner, but rather that we turn from our evil ways and live. Graciously spare us those punishments which we by our sins have deserved, and grant us always to serve you in holiness and pureness of living. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and purge away our sins for your name's sake. Almighty and everlasting God, since you govern and sanctify the whole Christian Church by your Holy Spirit, hear our prayers for all her saints. Mercifully grant that, by your grace, we may serve you in true faith. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Call on me in the day of trouble. 
I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Spare us, O Lord, and mercifully forgive us our sins. Though by our continual transgressions we have merited your chastisements, be gracious to us. Grant that all these punishments which we have deserved may not come upon us, but that all things may work to our everlasting good. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Thank you to everyone who joined us for this Matins podcast this morning. We're glad you have joined us, whether you are near Spencer or far away. And if far away, always feel free to contact us with the information on the bulletin. We'd love to hear any suggestions for the podcast and uh, just to know where our listeners are at. We serve our congregation, but we also know people listen outside that, and we'd love to know where you're from. We'll return this Wednesday again with our midweek Lenten service, our midweek Lenten podcast uh, with a Vesper service as we continue in our Lenten series uh, from Steadfast Lutherans, which is called The Lord's Prayer in the Lord's Passion. And this Wednesday, the first Wednesday of our midweek uh, Vesper services, we'll be looking at the first petition, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Uh, in as we hear the gospel from John 17, verses 1 to 25. So please join us for that. And of course, we'll be back next 
Sunday as well with another Matins podcast from the second Sunday in Lent. All of our music for this podcast comes from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.